Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. As the housing market cools uh, in both Vancouver and Toronto, uh, a small but very successful U.S. hedge fund is now saying that a sure sign of Canada's economy is heading into recession. And this is a company called uh, Crestcat Capital. And they say that Canadian banks will be left holding the bag on what they're calling a, quote, major economic recession. And they say it's because of a few issues. So there's 80%. 80% of Canadian businesses right now are not generating enough cash to run their business. And the debt numbers that, that show are the highest in the world. That That's that's great, crazy. Because we, we already know from November bankruptcy rates, the bankruptcy for businesses, for insolvencies, was up. The spiked. And we also have to factor in explosive consumer debt that Canadians have been racking up for a long time now. And because interest rates are going up, a lot of people are hitting the wall. So we have been lucky um, because low interest rates and a red-hot housing market carried us for many, many years. But the numbers are starting to flip because, you know, real estate's cooling. Interest is going up. And we may be looking at the perfect economic storm um, and it could prove, I think, very costly for those who have been barely hanging on. I want to bring Lyle Stein into this conversation, managing director of uh, over at uh, Vescap Investment. Hello there. Hi, Alex. What are you? I mean, we started hearing the R word, you know, kind of November, December, um, but the language seems to be intensifying. And what does a major recession look like? Well, a major recession is, you know, defined of two quarters of negative growth, and there's no question that. The North American economy, the global economy, and particularly the Canadian economy, is losing momentum. Mm. But it's hard to say we're going to be right around the corner from uh, two quarters of negative growth. You know, no question that the housing market is or has been a key key driver mm-hmm. of the Canadian economy, and it is slowing. And you know, I, I think we're going to expect it to slow as rates. You know, aren't quite as high what right. Royal Credit's mortgage, but the rates are high. Um, prices are high relative to incomes. And I think the, the engine of growth that it's been will not be the case going forward. Right. And that's scary because housing didn't always carry us. We used to be able to rely on things like uh, our energy and, and paper and things like that. Uh, and then all of a sudden, housing became our big economy. But you're right. And now the two big um, areas of Canada are slowing down. What When an investor says it's shorting a Canadian bank, what does that mean? Basically, what that means is the investor has borrowed shares from someone else. Typically, it's a long-term pension fund or a mutual fund or something like that. He pays a fee to get his hands on those borrowed shares, and then he sells them. So if you take the case of ABC Bank, he he borrows the shares. He sells them for $100 in hopes of buying them back at $80 at some time in the future. Okay, so when Crestcat Capital, you know, says Canadian banks are going to be left holding the bank, and they say that they're shorting Canadian banks, that's because they see huge opportunity, but it would come at our expense. Well, it comes actually at their expense. Okay. And, you know, they have to pay the dividends, and our banks are wonderful dividend payers. 
Uh, they have to pay the dividends along the way. So it's a it's a big call. And you know, the, a few years back, this trade was known as the Great White Short. And you know, Great White North sell the Canadian banks. That's the Great White Short. And you know, bad short trades become widow makers. And you know, history has shown the people who short Canadian banks because the housing market is overdone um, have not made much money at all. That said, you know, there is there is no question a slowdown in the housing market. But to make the assumptions that, you know, for example, um, our, our, our bank stocks are going to go to, you know, levels that the U.S. banks went to in 2000, 2007, 2008, uh, I think that's... Wishful that's thinking? Bit, that's, yeah, I, I, as a short seller, that's highly speculative. Uh, you know, our, our banks are wonderful. I mean, they're monopolies. They're government-sanctioned monopolies for all practical purposes. And the last thing the government wants to see is any of our banks get into a you know, financial difficulty. So uh, it's not going to happen. Plus, the rules here are just much more onerous on borrowers compared to what the U.S. You know, what the U.S. called jingle mail, right, right? where you, you go underwater and you excuse to the bank and say, see you later. We can't do that here. Uh, that That's a plus. We have much more stringent lending rules, right? which, in fact, have contributed to this downturn, right? The, the 20% rule in terms of, you know, your down payment and you have to meet the stress test. Uh, those things have all been, you know, preemptive strikes against a major downturn. Unfortunately, you know, I think they're partly responsible for the downturn that we're seeing in Vancouver and Toronto especially. Yeah. So in other words, when the liberals kind of started mucking around with, you know, uh, making it harder for people to buy houses, inevitably toying with the market um, killed their golden <laughs> golden goose, no, no, you know, so to speak. And so we've been lucky because we've been hearing how great the economy is, how great the economy is, but it does go through cycles. It takes a while for it to kind of find its way and then say, no, it's not going so well. So when do you expect we're going to see a turn? That's a tough one. I, I wish I could say, you know, the again, the, the traditional drivers of markets are when they get low enough, people buy, um, you know, but people really don't buy markets where momentum is being lost. And, you know, when you look at Canada, you mentioned energy, you know, that I, we may be close to a bottom, but I don't think you can say there's a material sign of turnaround because we can't get our, we can't get our stuff out of the country. There's no pipelines. There's no capacity. You look at manufacturing, um, manufacturing continues to exit the country. And I don't see a lot of new capital investment coming from abroad into Canada simply because we are, you know, we, we don't have a, a domestic market. We have no diversified trade. I mean, yeah, the, the Chinese deal that we, uh, were, <laughs> I think Mr. Trudeau put all his eggs in that basket, that is not going to happen. It probably, it may not happen ever now. And, and, and any hope for trade with India, well, that went with, uh, with the Bollywood Act. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, you know, GM is not going to, you know, reopen Oshawa, unfortunately for the people in Oshawa. And, you know, that's a, that's a tough one. I mean, you know, the economies are a dynamic for Oshawa losing 2,500, you know, manufacturing jobs. GM has created 700 technology jobs to build the car of the future in Ontario. But, you know, it's not necessarily good for the people in Oshawa. There isn't a lot of catalysts that we can see that will draw foreign money into Canada as a home. And that that is tough. And then you find, you know, the scary thing to me when I look at the housing market is look at Toronto. Mm-hmm. You know, we run a – Toronto has a $12 billion budget. Uh, but $800 million of that is coming from the land transfer fees. And, you know, you mentioned down volume and down prices means down land transfer fees. And those were always coming in above budgeted numbers, I think, up until we'll see the number for this year. And it'll suddenly be below. 
And, you know, when corporations have tough times, they take appropriate action. You know, what are we going to do with respect to, I don't know, what could amount to 10% of the $800 million shortfall? Right. So, you know, this is, and then you get the, the, the spiral down. Everything's great when it grows, but when it doesn't, you know, you have to make difficult choices. Right. But that's the big uh, criticism for governments. Not just It's not just the federal government. There, oh. there has been so much uh, erroneous spending um, to keep people happy and keep people elected that, you know, should we fall into a 2008 situation, um, Stephen Harper managed to get us out of that. Uh, I don't I don't think we get through this one the way that one. I think this one will be a little bit more tough because you know, we we did have a, a robust housing market that wasn't wasn't imploding. We did have a you know the thing people forgot about. No, well, we had money. To, we also had deficit spending available. Now we we've, had, exactly yeah. there were you know bullets in the in in the in the gun, and we also had robust energy markets and robust commodity markets and that isn't necessarily the case today. So, you know, I, I think we're, you know, we're in a much more risky position with respect to facing a slowdown with higher debt levels and, you know, government uh, borrowing levels that are also at, at high. So, you know, it, it is a little bit more precarious. There's no question about it. All right. And just uh, before I let you go, what are some of the things that you're watching for? What are the key markers for you? Well, to us, I think, you know, the, the best thing that we saw is, you know, December was more of a reaction from a concern about interest rates and, you know, the economy is all around slowing. I think I, I don't think the recessionary fears that the market suggested in December are, are coming to fruition. But nonetheless, you know, what, what are we looking at? Well, uh, stable interest rates, in fact, a little bit rising interest rates, because that says if, when interest rates are going up, that means things are active. So that would be one thing. And, and for seeing that uh, a rebound in corporate earnings and I think we have to see in Canada uh, a stabilization in the housing market. You know, the number of sales yeah. not necessarily going down month after month. So those are the kinds of things that I think will, you know, hold us, but or you know, will we'll get us back out. But you know, it's it's going to take a little bit of time. Stay tuned. All right, we will keep watching, Lyle. I think the uh, the name of the game is don't spend. Get your house in order and just be ready and hope it doesn't happen. <laughs> exactly. Lyle, thanks and have a great weekend. Stay warm, Alex. Bye-bye. Oh, I'll try. That is uh, Lyle Stein, and he's the managing director uh, over at uh, Vescap Investments. So interesting to, to see what happens. It, it's like a double-edged sword. Now housing prices go down. You'll be able to actually afford a house, but it's not driving our economy anymore. So take the good with the bad. Here, I'll point. I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.